0: Outside, we couldn't see it from our vantage point. Hello, wrestling fans, and welcome back to our vantage point, the retro wrestling podcast. It is episode number 14 this Monday, January 16th. 2017. I am Joe Murata, and this is Michael Quinn. How you doing, Quinn? Howdy. (laughs) Howdy, Quinn. Howdy, Howdy, partner. Howdy, partner. (laughs) We're here to talk to you about the world of retro wrestling, things we remember, and some things we wish we didn't. Glad to have you back with us. We are excited for this show. We have got some great things in store for you, because I know (laughs) one of the things I'm going to talk about, but not only that, we're reviewing something later on. Oh, it's something (laughs) all right. It is something all right. Folks, we are happy to talk to you about retro wrestling. You know we have, Quinn. I don't know if you knew this. We have over 40 years of combined fandom. Is that true now? It is, it is true now. Oh. It's going to be, still, eventually, as the years keep piling up here, we're going to be at like 45 years of combined fandom. Well,
1: wouldn't it? Now that we're in the new year,
0: yeah. wouldn't it be the forty-one
1: years well, of history see, that's or whatever?
0: Forty-two. I don't want to like <laughs> be specific. It's over forty.
1: Okay, it's over forty. It's
0: over forty, as uh, most of our listeners probably
1: are as well. Yeah.
0: Aw, <laughs> no, that's not a bad thing. Yeah, we, I mean, we're, we're just al- not. We're,
1: we're you know we're nearing forty. No. Not close, but... You're 30.
0: Yeah, well, we're getting there. <laughs> I'm 31. I mean,
1: we're not... We're, we're moving. Tra- <laughs> we're moving towards We're moving. 40.
0: We're working our way towards yeah. 40. Yeah, N- Really, there's nothing wrong with 40. Please don't take offense to that, folks.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's okay.
0: <laughs> Quinn, I'm, I'm going to remind everybody uh, that you can tweet at us at OVP Podcast. We do respond. We do follow back if you follow us. And we're not, Quinn. We are not Mishlava from Russia. We're not a bot. Yeah, we're not... Is that a boy or a girl? We don't I still know. still can't figure no it out. No one knows. Mishlava. <laughs> if you still use the email, we have one of those. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the World Wide Web of email. <laughs> yeah, we're on that. And that is ovppodcast at gmail.com. That is ovppodcast at gmail.com. Quinn, it's possible they're listening to us at our new home, The Place to Be Nation. Isn't that right? That's right. They could be in that place with us right now. Yeah, maybe you are in that place with us. If you're not, you should head over to that place.
1: Yeah, you really should. There's a lot of great stuff over there. There's a lot of great podcasts, some retro. Some retro wrestling, some current wrestling. Some future. Some future. DeLoreans. DeLoreans and space-time
0: continuums, all sorts of stuff. All sorts of flying cars. Yeah,
1: flying cars. It's
0: really wonderful, so we encourage you to check us out there and check out the other podcasts there as well. Quinn, where else can they find us?
1: Well, they can find us over on the iTunes. Uh, we are on iTunes. <laughs> we are. You can search us there or subscribe.
0: Yeah, and then you we, don't have to find us again.
1: Yeah, then you can leave us a review also. That'd be nice. If you're on there.
0: We gotta get that Colt Cabana off the
1: charts, man. We're, we're, we're chasing right New and now. You were noteworthy. The Rush or whatever that other one is. <laughs> no one knows. The Hawk and Animal. The Hawk and Animal No, show. It's, it's not really that. No, but. it's definitely not. Um, also, we are on uh, Google Play Music. <laughs> Uh, that's for those
0: Android users out there. <laughs> yeah. That, you know, makes it easier. Are we on the Stitcher? We are on Stitcher. That's good. Stitcher.com. Stitcher.com. Feet. Don't forget, Quinn, my personal favorite, of course, player.fm.
1: Yes. And there's also the Blueberry. The what? Blueberry.
0: Who cares? Aw. <laughs>
1: B-L-U-B-R-R-Y. I got to say, I don't like that software over there. You got (laughs) to manually refresh it every week. It's not very good. Bullshit. Yeah. If you're listening,
0: Blueberry, we're coming coming for you. We're coming for you. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Quinn, we're on the video... Site too, right? Yeah, What's we're girl? on
1: YouTube.com. <laughs> you ever hear that? We got some promo spots. Uh, you yeah, know, we recently do. the Coliseum video one went up with
0: Scott. That's right. And speaking of Scott, he'll be joining us not next Monday, but actually next Thursday. Yeah, not this Thursday. No, but next not, Thursday. not this Thursday. The next Thursday, he'll be joining us for our Royal Rumble special. I'm excited about this. I love the Royal Rumble. It's Me my too.
1: Favorite match of the year. It is. yeah.
0: And it's Quinn's Still, big favorite somehow. So we'll be happy to talk to Scott Keith and get his um, opinions and thoughts and memories on royal rumbles of yesteryear
1: because
0: mm-hmm. we, we don't do current year
1: yeah i mean who wants to hear about current year what, no. what's
0: roman range is going to win again <laughs> please don't say goldberg gold dust <laughs> gold dust stardust yeah ziggy stardust i yeah. think is coming back uncle phil <laughs> I, I don't know uncle phil that's cm punk from oh i thought you meant from fresh prince <laughs> yeah it could be both I, I'd rather see Uncle Phil win a Royal Rumble. Oh, he's not with us anymore. No, he's so, not. It's very sad. But what's not sad is we have a new format, if you've been following along here, and this new format starts with a segment called One Thing I Miss, and it's Quinn's pick this week. So what do you got, Mr. Quinn? I got a
1: good one this week, I All think. Right. I think okay. one that you'll thoroughly enjoy. Thoroughly. Um, What I miss is WrestleMania celebrities being good. All right, okay. And I'm talking like... A lot of these are from the original WrestleManias. It started tapering off later, but I'm talking your Muhammad Ali, uh, uh, Liberace. Yeah,
0: he was there (laughs) at the first one. Sure,
1: Um, um, Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper. She was fantastic. Bob Eucher. Now, what do
0: you? Okay, well, well, let's start at the original ones before we get to the. Let me ask you this: good ones. (laughs) Let me ask you this. You say you miss them being good. What do you think the difference is between how they used to be used and and versus now?
1: How they used to be used was it's like they were actually part of the show and not just there to, like, have some, like, wave to the crowd. It's like, Snooki's here. Yay. <laughs> like, well, she did wrestle, actually, so I'll, I'll take that back. But, like, Kim Kardashian, for example. Yeah. And then, and then she's like, this is a match. And, like, that's all she did. <laughs> like... Hi, I'm Kim Kardashian and I'm really excited to be your host for WrestleMania 24. Like our like Kid Rock performs and he's like eighties. Yeah. Like like stuff like that. Do like people still like Kid Rock? I think they do. I okay. mean, he's not bad. I don't have too much of a problem with his music, but not that I listened to him anymore, but at the time, you know. Okay. But fine. they did get him like really late. But then really again, late. he was like on WWE, like doing the Undertaker's theme, like when he was still hot.
0: He was, yeah. and he did a he did a American Badass. Yeah. Although I liked when Undertaker had Roland by Blink. I thought that I mean by Blink jeez. Limp. By limp biscuit. Yeah. Yes, thank you. That was better, in but my opinion. Th-
1: those are the latter days. These are not the good days of WrestleMania. Let's go
0: back to the good days. So what are your thoughts on the good days, one?
1: Okay, so WrestleMania celebrities start with the, uh, you know, Cindy Lauper. Yeah. Lonnie Coy. Lonnie Coy. I'm going to beat your uh, you- butt. Shmula Lanny Coy, you better watch
0: out because these are powerful words because this is a powerful woman and I'm a powerful manager now.
1: What do you think of Cindy Lauper? I like Cindy Lauper because oh, she was great. She really she looked like she was involved and
0: she looked like she cared.
1: She's the one. If you ask me, is that's how the rock and wrestling connection really got started. Oh was, man, absolutely. Was her and Lou Albano? Lou and, Albano. And I've heard that Albano met her on an airplane or something. I believe that. Yeah, I've heard and that story. They just became friends and and. I mean, WWE has a lot to thank Lou Albano for, surprisingly. It's no wonder they kept him around even though he was
0: senile. You know, <laughs> like, you know what they do? And and Cindy Lauper, to her credit, she was great. She was. She she acted like she really wanted to be part
1: of it. Yep. Like like she wasn't just a celebrity that was there. No, it's like I'm doing this. Right. This is what I'm doing.
0: I agree. And, and you know, and you could tell too, Muhammad Ali seemed like he really wanted to be a part of it. I know that he didn't get to referee the match from the inside. Well,
1: yeah, and that's that's, That's not un- his fault, it's unfortunate, yeah, um, the story
0: goes that Ali was set
1: to be the in ring ref, right, and what happened is is he showed up, and nobody believe it or not in 1985 nobody knew the parkinson's was as bad as it was
0: right yeah he had it wasn't like a public thing yeah. so
1: much so he shows up at wrestlemania i i think he was excited to do it yeah and vince and patterson take a one look at him and it's like no way yeah this guy is not capable of this so
0: he wound up being the outside ref so instead yeah they
1: still included him it's not sure. like they just threw him out but yeah. like you know they included him but patterson ended up being the ref patterson
0: ended up, ended up being the ref but
1: that was supposed to be ali legit like yep. that was actually supposed to be be him in the ring.
0: And you had Liberace and the Rockettes there. Yeah, that was fun. That was cute. Although,
1: you know, I always think it's funny because I think it's still 85 and they're
0: acting like he's not gay. Well, whatever. But um, you know who else was there? Was New York's number one Billy Martin, manager of the Yankees. Yes,
1: he was. He was. He was a ring announcer. That's true. He was. Yeah, I... I you forgot about, about him, huh? Yeah, because uh-huh. he kind of just shows up at the very end. Yeah, he's like, there at
0: the end. He does a ring announcement. They don't really
1: talk about him or anything.
0: Now, they had WrestleMania 2, Quinn, was chock full of celebrities.
1: Now, if I recall, Silver Spoons was there. Ricky Str- Schroeder in Sh- the main event of Hogan Bundy. Also, Wayne from The Wander Years. No. Is that? No, that, I'm sorry. That's that's actually a WCW thing. That's Where something. Yeah,
0: he was Bischoff's friend. But it's around the same time, actually. Unfortunately. Yeah. Then you also had Tommy Lasorda was a ring announcer at WrestleMania yes. too.
1: Now this was the LA portion.
0: That was the LA. In Chicago you had like all the football players, obviously. Right. They were there. William the refrigerator, Perry. Falco or something.
1: Falcon, um, what was
0: his? Name? Bill Frelick,
1: yeah. <laughs> um bunch
0: of different wrestlers. A bunch,
1: yeah. That Ed was...
0: Tuttle Jones. Yep. And then and then <laughs> Joan did... Rivers, by the way, Herb from Burger King. Oh, what also uh what's her where's the beef was there? Clara Peller. Where's the beef? Yeah, she doesn't even say it into the mic. It's like embarrassing. She's like, "What do I say it
1: now?" No, no, no. This is how it happens. She's like, she's like the Claire Peller, and then she's like confused for a second, Mm -hmm. and then she she waves the mic in the air (laughs) and audibly go doesn't audibly go, but you can see her mouth. She visually goes. Yeah. She visually goes. Yeah, but she's like like waving the mic. Yeah, she's waving the mic, so it's like she definitely was supposed to say that into the
0: mic, but she forgot. She messed up. She was old. Um, Elvira's there. Really well, yeah, she is there, also at the um, the L.A. portion. Yeah, You've got, of course, the infamous in, in the New York part, yeah. Susan St. James. Susan
1: St. James is amazing. because
0: yeah. uh-oh. Susan St. James, yes, the whole
1: time is just yelling, uh-oh. And then George. And George. George. Oh, no, George. Oh, no. George, yeah. hello
0: George. Oh, this oh, tactic. don't George! Oh no! Listen. Oh no! Here. Regarding George the Animal Steal. and remember when they sh- they cut to her and Vince, and they're sitting in like rec- like they're sitting in like office chair like no, um, they're
1: sitting in like, off- like waiting, waiting room, room chairs, chairs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like they're
0: like they're like in a lounge. They look like <laughs> they don't even that? like care that
1: WrestleMania is behind them. <laughs> like also, if you recall, going back to Elvira, she's also very heavily invested in the match. Yes. Remember when King Kong Bundy, Bundy Hogan? Yeah. She gets all concerned. Which is so out of character for Elvira. Yeah, she's because the she's the
0: mistress of the night. Why does she have such a problem with him bleeding? Oh, no,
1: blood! Ah. Yeah, she freaks
0: out. Wait, you can't do that, can he? uh Also, you get Kathy Lee Crosby, who no one remembers, yeah, but she was there with, a with Gorilla yeah. at the Chicago portion. Yeah, they tried to have a girl
1: with all of them. Did you notice that? They, they like?
0: did, yeah. I don't know what the intention was there or not.
1: Maybe guy-girl combination. Because it's not common yeah, maybe. in the announcers. Maybe they wanted that.
0: You could be right. Yeah. Uh, WrestleMania 3 has now, two. Now, WrestleMania 3. Oh, my. oh Three. by the way, Ray Charles sang the national anthem of WrestleMania right. 2, which is awesome. Yeah, that is good. Love Ray yep. Charles. Very good. WrestleMania 3 now, now WrestleMania
1: 3 to me is like the main event of celebrities. Oh, holy
0: shit. First of all, Aretha Franklin. Aretha
1: Franklin opened up. Miss Aretha Franklin. Miss Aretha
0: Franklin. Yeah, maybe and she's, she's great. Yeah, she has, like,
1: the whole, like, girl singer group behind her. She, she yeah, sounds awesome it, She at sounds that. good. Everything about her is good. And also, I, a lot of people don't know this, but she also sung the theme of WrestleMania 3, which is not very known. Who, Who's
0: Zooming Who? who. Mm-hmm. It only plays
1: at the very end That's in the right. credits. But yep. it is actually, like, when they're building up on those prime times, they do they hype use that the theme of WrestleMania 3 is Who's Zooming Who?
0: That's right. You're right. Now, that, now WrestleMania 3 has, man, the best... In my opinion, color comment celebrity color commentator so good. that they've ever had, and that would be who, Quinn? Bob Euchre. Bob Euchre. That guy, and I know you like him a lot too, Quinn. Yes. That guy is the best they ever had because he cared. Bob Euchre is unbelievable
1: because Bob Euchre, he's talking about Mooah. Like there's a storyline. Yeah. Like this is like unprecedented for the celebrities. Like they're talking about like He's, like, got some backstory where he's chasing Moolah the whole show, mm-hmm. and it's actually, like, a thread of the thing.
0: Yep. Chilla, she's here! No wonder you guys are here all the time! The moon is pulling, so am I! I gotta get with Moolah! I'm leaving! See you guys later! And it
1: carries over into four, but let's not we'll, go we'll there get, yet. Yeah. Um He also, if I recall, he announces the main event. Does- he's the
0: ring announcer for the main event.
1: Yeah, the big guy. Yeah,
0: the, <laughs> the big guy, Andre. The yeah, yeah. And he also does color commentary for uh, the Bundy. Yeah, Kill and, Billy and Jim, he's talking about his tag. laundry
1: or something with Boil- like midgets. and the boiler
0: and yeah. <laughs> Shots to the boiler. Yeah. And um, and then, of course, who is also really awesome is Mary Hart. She's Mary a backstage Hart? interviewer. Very good. My phone number's on the back of my yeah, license what? plate with Macho Man. Wait a minute,
1: Elizabeth. I'd love to talk we'll to you crumble. a little bit later my phone on. My number's on the back of my license plate. You are a real charm.
0: Love that. Yeah, and that whole interview's really good. She also sits in for the... Um, the tag match with the Hart Foundation and Danny Davis. Yes, and
1: she insists that she has no relation to the, the Jimmy Hart, Hart Jimmy or, Hart, or the Hart Foundation. And she
0: also calls a pile driver. She calls a wrestling yes. move. Yes,
1: pile driver. Oh no. So this is the difference. This seems to be the difference is that these res- these celebrities are actually excited to be there. It's not just some checklist to right. get some publicity. This right. is like they're there because they like it. Like, right. In fact, they use them well. They put Alice Cooper with Jake
0: Roberts. Yes, that's an- another
1: celebrity at uh at WrestleMania 3. Yep. That's that pays off because the Jimmy Hart thing with the snakes at yep. the end. It, it's fantastic.
0: Alice Cooper gets right there with the snake. Alice he's Cooper holding the snake He didn't the give a snake shit. Up.
1: Yeah. he's just and that's the other thing. There's no like the celebrities don't seem to care about I want to play it safe and all this. It's like they almost like it seems like they want to take a punch like Hell some yeah. of these celebrities. They're, like they're cool with it. Yeah, they're, they're getting like, involved.
0: Yeah, this is, it's pretty good looking back. Now WrestleMania four is pretty good too because you get Euchre now. Gladys Knight in the opening. Yeah, Gladys Knight does a all good the job.
1: Buttons on her.
0: Yeah, she's got a weird that sweater sweater. Yeah, glittery yeah. sweater on <laughs> with
1: a bunch of buttons on it.
0: You get Bob Euchre for the opening battle royal, and then you get him again as an interviewer throughout now, the show.
1: Euchre in this one, the thread is he's chasing Vanna White. That's right. Now Vanna White is the other celebrity
0: from she, Wheel yeah. of Fortune fame, and honestly, she's kind of useless. You like Elizabeth? I think she's
1: terrific. I, I, I... I like that a woman, a woman person behind him. Okay. Let's go back for one second, because now, if you recall, um, Robin Leach is one of the right ass- I- and He He's Robin Leach. Yes. And like, he
0: does know why.
1: I'm Robin Leach, and I
0: do know why.
1: Yeah, he said, that's what he says. On, <laughs> and and um, now, at the very end, there's like this whole, like, because of the tournament, right? Yeah. I feel like the music that plays, it's like, it's like. Like this big happy ending's gonna happen. Like they like remember how it's like doolool yes. like and, and, and when it and comes down with the belt and everything. Yeah, yeah, sure. And then okay, so that happens, right? But my favorite part about that whole sequence is that Euchre finally catches Vanna White and yeah. the smile on his face yeah. when he finds her and then the announcers remarking on it and this is like all part of the show, and it's just like the celebrities.
0: Yeah, they and, have their own storylines. Yeah,
1: and and the best part is Euchre's like um he like messes up announcing, like he sells that he's so choked yeah, up that Vanna
0: White's there. World Wrestling F- Feder-, Feder Federation, and right? Gorilla, like something
1: like oh, he's lost.
0: <laughs> this is the final match of our tournament to determine the undisputed World Wrestling Feder- Federation heavyweight oh, he champion. Is, he is confused right here at Trump. Yeah, those are those are good. This the now we get a little. The, the, WrestleMania Five is a bit of a dip. Yeah, because well, Morton Downey Jr. is not bad. Yeah, I guess. He's so, like, 1989, though. Here's the
1: thing with Morton Downey Jr. He's yeah. very timely. Now, after watching the Morton Downey Jr. documentary, I could understand why that was a big deal in 1989 to have him. There.
0: I suppose so. Because he's very
1: controversial, like, sure. and on Piper's Pit. Piper's Pit was still, like, a big deal. Piper was returning, yeah, yeah it was a big so, deal. Yeah, so, like, the, the idea of Morton Downey Jr. on Piper's Pit sounds great.
0: Yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I know. And... It was an okay segment, though. Yeah, it's it, not like it, bro- great. it's really
1: brother love gets his pants taken off. Like, <laughs> basically, it
0: turns into that's like a brother love thing. Yeah, right? um, <laughs> but you also have their Run DMC, who is like, yeah, that's random. It's random, and they're a little bit past their like relevance because they were more of like a mid eighties of relevance. Yeah. yeah, the Walk This Way was like eighty six or something, yeah, and that was it, like their biggest it's, hit. It's, it's okay. It's decent. Is I there mean, any
1: other celebrities? I know Rock and Robin sings the national anthem, but that's not a celebrity. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um. You know what? In all honesty, I don't think there were.
1: Yeah, I don't think so either. I
0: mean, Donald Trump is at ringside again. But yeah. That's well, Donald it was... Trump's
1: at the other two. President yeah, Trump. Exactly. Yes. Yeah.
0: President Trump. Yeah, because it's at Trump. Soon casino. to be inaugurated, President Trump. Yeah. Win. Soon
1: to be inaugurated. Uh, so, um,
0: <laughs> WrestleMania six is good.
1: WrestleMania six is good and. I would say, just because we're, we're running low on time here, but to say that um, the cutoff to me for the celebrities being good is, like, if I'm going late, it's WrestleMania 11, because is kind of the last good. I'd say 14. Well, maybe 14, yeah.
0: Mike Tyson.
1: Yeah. But but let's go through the last ones here. Six, Real quick, here, six, yeah. Six, Goulet. Goulet who's
0: great. Yeah. Um, You got Steve Allen, who's very funny there. Yeah,
1: Steve Allen's very funny.
0: Rona Barrett, who does her job. She's fine. Rona Barrett's great. And that
1: memorable Elizabeth interview, I know we covered it in the WrestleMania 6 one. Yeah, we just covered that
0: a few episodes ago. But yeah, yeah, Rona Barrett's good. I'm trying to think of who else off the top of my head. There aren't that many. No. It wasn't as heavy on the celebrities. The one I want to really touch on before we go here is Seven. Yeah. Because Seven has my... Your it's my favorite. It's yeah, my, it's
1: he actually is my favorite. Oh, he is just because he's just ridiculous. And that's got to be Regis Regis Philbin. I'm a big Regis Philbin fan. Yeah, and you the, liked uh, him. Him being on WrestleMania is amazing, and he just you know he what what does he say, Joe? He gives this great like little. Thing. He goes
0: on about how he's had all the guys on the show. He's like, I've had the, the Hulk. himself. You know, himself. Hulkamania. Yeah. Hulkamania lives. <laughs> I've had a Hulk. Hulkamania lives, you know, the Hulk himself. I've had the Man, Yeah, yeah. The worst, like, Randy Savage impression ever. Yeah. I've had Macho King. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, but one guy scares me, Gene. Earthquake, earthquake so big. The (laughs) other day uh, on Sunset (laughs) Boulevard, he tipped over a Pizza Hut delivery truck and had everything inside. Now that scares me, Gene.
1: Now let me do Gene. Gene goes to him. Regis. You're beautiful. (laughs) Regis. Yes, Gene. You're beautiful. Thank you. Like, right afterwards. (laughs) Yeah, it it is really funny. And then Alex Trebek and all them and Marla Maples. Yep. Alex Trebek is a good ring announcer at that. Also, Donald Trump is at WrestleMania 72. Again, Chuck
0: Norris. Lou
1: now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Bobby has the comment about how he has marbles in his mouth. Crackers. Crackers. It
0: amazes me how Lou Ferrigno can talk with... Fifteen pounds of crackers in his mouth. Wait, you stop. <laughs> oh, Fonzie is there? Fonzie thinks he knows so much about wrestling. I'm just happy the Ultimate Warrior got his ultimate win. It's like so shut bad. Up. I'm so happy
1: that the Ultimate Warrior got his ultimate win. Yeah, F you, Fonzie. Fuck you,
0: Fonzie. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> but, like, Regis does color commentary for the main event of WrestleMania. Regis is great. And he's good? Yeah, I Regis, to me, is, like, he's gold standard you know what? And it's good that we're we're wrapping it up at seven because honestly, there's a few in a row where the celebrities are really downplayed. Like WrestleMania eight, all you have is Reba, Reba McIntyre yeah. and then Ra- McEntire. Ariba McIntyre, Reba McIntyre, Tito Santana's sister. Yeah, and then uh, Ray Combs. Yeah, that's, and that's it. it. And then for WrestleMania nine, you have nobody. I like, don't even remember nine. Did the, nine have anybody? <laughs> Natalie Cole is like in the audience. And that's it. In, in 10, we'd be, we'd be remiss to not
1: mention... um uh,
0: there, Oh, yeah. <laughs> Little Richard, first of all.
1: <laughs> Donnie Wahlberg.
0: Yoko Zuna. Yeah. Yoko Zuna. Donnie Wahlberg. And, uh, Br- Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds.
1: Uh, uh, fan Fest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Fan Fest. Uh, Rhonda Shear. Yeah, Ron-
1: up all night. Yeah,
0: Jenny Garth. Yeah. Right? Eh. She doesn't do anything. So, I mean, they're there, but they're not like... They're goofy at and, WrestleMania 10. Yeah,
1: and 11, obviously, LT. LT, and salt and Pepper. Who yeah. is actually Salt Pepper's somewhat awesome. relevant there. Yeah. yeah, What a man, what a man, what a mighty
0: good man. And then 12, honestly, the OJ Chase is the only celebrity yeah, that's appearance I like can think of. 13, Thir- no one. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't remember anything at 13. 14, Tyson. Pete Rose, who's awesome at yes, that. Yes, this is the last one where it's good, and we'll wrap up here. How about it? I, I <laughs> sent tickets to Bill Buckner, but he couldn't bend over to pick them up. <laughs> you know, I left tickets for Bill Buckner, but he couldn't bend over to pick him up. How about it?
1: And I also like the interview with The Rock with um, Jennifer Flowers. Now that is very reminiscent of the um Rona Barrett. Rona Barrett thing. Absolutely. It's like almost the same. Now, let's just end on that. And I just wanted to say kind of to wrap it up. Yeah, that, give us give me your final yeah, thoughts. Like, um WrestleMania celebrities. Used to be. Like, we're describing, we remember all these things, right? Mm-hmm. I just feel like nothing's memorable with the WrestleMania celebrities anymore.
0: Now it feels like they always have to punch, like, the goofy heel or wrestler. they play it up too much. Yeah.
1: Like, it, it, to me, it was just, they were kind of part of it, and they, they weren't, They were part like, of the show. They were part of the show, they weren't wrestling, but it, it's fine, you know? It was fine. Yeah.
0: Now it's like you'll have Snoop Dogg, like, getting one over on a wrestler. You yeah, know? it's, just, like, it's no, just dumb. That's not what happens here. Yeah. But what does happen here is we talk about retro wrestling, and we'll do more of that right after this. Hi again, everybody. You know, this, this thing is really getting kind of serious now. I haven't been able to locate Vanna White. And I, I was supposed to... Uh,
1: hi, Andre. Don't hey, my good buddy. Vanna, you get me. You get the giant, the only professional wrestler who is still undefeated. And Hulk Hogan, I'm proud to be it because now Ted DiBiase is on his way up. That's why you paid me for to keep you out of the tournament, Ogden, And you are. And I know one thing, and that's why the people gonna to know too, and that's why they're gonna remember. You are
0: the ex-champion, Ogden. <laughs> well, there you, there you have it. I still haven't found. He Vanna White. is the ex-champion. Don't worry about Van and White. You're listening to Our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast, the fastest growing weekly episodic retro wrestling audio podcast in the world. And welcome back to Our Vantage Point, your retro wrestling podcast. This is episode number 14, Monday, January 16th, 2017. Glad to have you with us. Quinn, are you ready for the next segment?
1: Oh, I'm ready after right. the first segment. <laughs> that was a doozy. That, that was a doozy right there. Let's, <laughs> let's go for number two.
0: All right. number. Speaking of number two, <laughs> now, Quinn, what do you think of Vince Russo? Huh.
1: That's an interesting question. Thank you. Because I am 50-50 on him.
0: Mm, me too.
1: Um, Vince Russo, I feel, did some of the best work. The WWE ever had. Let's put. Mm-hmm.
0: He was. He was. Let's start with the good. He was there and was influential in and had a big part in some of their best stuff. Yeah.
1: Now with the history with him, right? I, I'm a little foggy on exactly when it starts, but there's some kind of raw that's like really, really bad right before he gets
0: the book. Well, the thing with Vince Russo is this: I'll give you a quick background, folks. I don't want to go too detailed, but he got hired by uh, Linda McMahon to be a writer for the magazine in '93 as Vic Venom. He was actually just Vince Russo, but then he became the editor in 94. Now, you're the editor, right? Yes, I am. Uh, this editor. is very cool. When does this edition hit the stands? Uh, this magazine will hit the newsstands this Tuesday, May 10th. And he adopted a pseudonym, Vic Venom. But everyone knew it was him. I, I didn't as a kid, but I was a kid. Well, so I, thought, what did I know? Well,
1: it's actually weird you say that because I knew when they started saying that um, Vince Russo was the booker, for some reason I thought that was Vic Venom and it just... Worked? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why. I can't tell you how that came to my brain, and I thought that, but that's what I thought.
0: So basically, he had a dual thing. He in the magazine, he was Vince Russo, the the nice guy out of there, and then he was Vic Venom, right? And slowly they became the same thing, and he wound up dropping Vic Venom. But before he did that, he actually would appear uh, on a, lo- a lot of live wires, actually, as Vic Venom, right? And most famously was that one with Vince McMahon. The Vince McMahon one that we've mentioned before. Where he is pretty much shooting, and I'm sure it's with Vince's permission.
1: The most important thing I want to say is, guys, this show really sucks.
0: But he's pretty much shooting on how bad the product is, if you remember. Right,
1: basically he's crapping on it and he... He also craps on cornet in the middle of it. Which I love. I think
0: it's hysterical. Now, this is, to me, isn't this the
1: point where
0: he received the book
1: like a week before or or something? Or he became
0: part of the booking team. I don't know if he was specifically the head writer yet. It has something to do the transition
1: somewhere along the lines when JR turns heel, is what I remember. It's around that time, yeah. Now, there's a Raw. Like, right after SummerSlam or something that's, like, really, really bad. There's a
0: lot of bad 96 But there's Ross, one that's, yeah. like,
1: particularly shitty.
0: I'm sure there is. And
1: then the next week, it starts flipping, and everything just gets all controversial.
0: Right, and some of the stuff that flipped that he definitely had a lot to do with was Steve Austin becoming the Stone Cold character. And the Pillman's Got a Gun was the the first big step in all that, if exactly. I recall. And a lot of these shades of gray where Bret Hart's a face, but he's being a dick. Right. Shawn Michaels is a face, but he's being a dick. Right. Steve Austin's a heel, but people like him because he's likable yeah. as a heel. It was weird. Yeah. So Vince Russo was a polarizing figure. A lot of people don't like him.
1: Now, the reasons they don't like him, mm-hmm. in my opinion, have a lot to do with they think the match quality went down, right? Which it did. Yeah. And but, it, but, it, go ahead. The time when that was happening, I don't think we could give two shits about right. the matches. We wanted the product to be
0: watchable. I agree. Like, if, if you recall a few episodes back in our old season, season one, I went off about, as my overrated was, the Attitude Era, and but specifically like 99.
1: Right, but that was past Russo.
0: No, that's Russo. That's Russo at like his worst. Oh,
1: oh I'm sorry. Yeah, because that's the tail end of it, right? Correct. Okay.
0: But... A lot of Russo ninety seven ninety eight. He really helped deliver a great product. Now
1: I always say this about Russo. Yep. Um, and this this is the a good and a bad thing. Um, I think a lot of what he did is because of Paul Heyman, and I think Paul Heyman doesn't get the respect as far as as far as his influence on the WWE's product at Prime Russo era.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, it's unless there's some monumental coincidence.
1: <laughs> A lot of the storylines yeah. are just like basically the same thing from ECW, just with different co- talent.
0: Yeah, the storylines, like, the presentation, yeah. the tenor, the general tenor, the grittiness. Right. That had to have been adopted from ECW. There's it no way to around it. had have been.
1: Now, I will say, on the other hand, Russo would go across lines that sometimes Heyman wouldn't. I still think Pillman got a gun. I know I mentioned it earlier, but I still think that's something that has never been tried ever again and never was seen before that. yeah, It is something that is just crazy to me that's got, that happening in 1996, and I really have to hand it to Russo because it's one of the only times that I truly
0: didn't know if I was watching the real thing or not. I agree with you, and you also, to put it in context, I mean, that's before the quote-unquote attitude era was really underway.
1: Right. That's 96 we're I mean, we had, about. we had mentioned before how, <clears throat> like, I thought, like, maybe this guy, like, there was an existing,
0: like, bad blood between Billman and Stone Cold. Right, it just seemed real. <laughs> yeah. And Russo, I'll, I'm going to give him some credit. He would go for stuff. He would go for it. Yeah, and his philosophy was always, we want to keep them
1: tuned in and not switching the channel. And that's the thing, that's the lens you have to look at Russo's stuff for. Right. Like, a lot of people look back at it and like, this is such trash or whatever. You have to understand that there's a show on the other channel. <laughs> that's
0: a good point. Right Lynch. now.
1: Yeah. And that he's going to make whatever has to happen
0: ridiculous so right. you won't
1: change the channel so
0: if that means steve austin barging into the arena with a zamboni yeah. Vince Russo will ask for it right if it means crushing a corvette with cement yes vince russo will ask and for also it. vince russo has commented on other
1: podcasts i want to say either the austin or jr about how at that time vince was in such dire straits that russo almost had no budget with this stuff right. like he could like he could say vince we're gonna destroy your corvette that's like hundreds of thousands of dollars right. or whatever or vince we're gonna rent a zamboni which is like a lot of money yeah he, he didn't know if that you know, would happen or not yeah like, he, he didn't also know. he also said these things and he didn't he didn't
0: expect vince right. to like let him do it half the time but right. he did
1: exactly so you have to understand
0: that this stuff was over the top by design it was over the top by design and like you mentioned yeah it, people do criticize him because the wrestling equality did go down but you know what sorry but if you were a fan of North American wrestling yep, yep. in the late 90s, you didn't if you did care about match quality, you should be watching something else from Japan, from fucking Japan. Yeah, exactly. Cuz that's not what the scene was. It's, and if you it, like it or not, it's just the truth and it's the way it was. Yeah,
1: it's it that's the thing. It's you have to put it in the context have of what it was. Now, on the other hand, When we start to stray off, that's when you say, okay, now we're over the top, but like way over the top, like beyond, like, like... I feel like... I know this is loved or whatever, but I feel like one, the starting... The stuff that I started noticing when I'm like, okay, this is too much. Like, the oddities. Yeah, fuck the oddities. Yeah, like, that kind of shit. Like, yeah, I know, and, I agree. Beaver cleavage. Beaver cleavage. Even Val Venis, to a degree, is too... Like, kind of, like, yeah, this he, is dumb. He like, got over, though. I choppy, mean, was choppy, pee and all
0: that. It's a shame, because Joe Morley was a good wrestler, yeah. too. He really was. He was a good well, wrestler. Well, Vince Russo always
1: commented this. they They put it... They hired him... And Vince Russo literally couldn't figure out anything to do with him, and the first thing that came to his head is, "He looks like a porn star." Yeah, like, and then they just gave him that gimmick.
0: And I'll tell you what, Vince Russo definitely made the most out of what he had. I mean, he pushed guys like Edge and Christian. Yeah, you know, he got them through the Brood. You know, he got the Har- he got the Hardys. Yes. he made them a name. He gave everyone an angle. He gave everyone a gimmick. That's yeah, and I know we're going off on the pluses here. And you're right. He did give
1: everyone an angle. But give me where, some
0: minuses. The minuses is uh, where to Stephanie. Um, yeah, that whole thing, the whole corporate ministry and everything is a faction that sucked. That's when
1: that's the stuff when Russo's gone too far. And listen, <sighs> yeah, Vince is in charge ultimately. Obviously, a lot of this, it's almost like Vince Russo, the the combination of Vince Russo running rampant. And Vince McMahon being so full of himself to the point, like, in real life, to yeah. the point where he thought everything has to be about the McMahons. Yes. That starts to to fester, really, yeah. at, at the corporate ministry and all that. Like, there,
0: and there would be stuff that didn't make sense, like, why Vince's whole master plan was to... Like, kidnap his daughter. Yeah, it, like, none of, when he was the higher power, that was just stupid. That you know, was, like, a really bad deus Russo, ex machina. Yeah, it was
1: really stupid. Was Russo still involved when Stephanie got, like... Date raped and like
0: married no, to Triple H thing. He was not. He like, was gone by then. And I forget. I know he has said it. It was either he didn't know how that storyline was going to be resolved. Okay. Or like, but he knows. That's
1: like around the time when it changes, right? Yeah,
0: he left in October. Yeah. And that date rape thing was, like, November yeah, of that's, 99. That's when it was like, what the hell? Like, But Chris Kresge picked up the pieces of the Russo era and then turned it around in 2000 and yes. made it awesome.
1: Now now this is where we end into the end up into the Russo WCW. So he
0: hops to WCW in October of 99 with Ed Ferraro. Like, fuck that guy, by yeah, the way. Yeah, that guy was terrible. stupid Oklahoma... <laughs> Why? Like, shut up. Okay,
1: <laughs> first, you know what I have a problem with that? What? I'll, I'll say this. Mm-hmm. Doesn't Vince McMahon... Put Jim Ross through enough shit. Yeah, Why does this himself. Ed Ferrara asshole have to go and put Jr. through more shit? So just, that's all I wanted to say about that. But Vince Russo comes in right, and he
0: makes Nitro basically Raw Junior.
1: He makes it Raw Junior, but without the like same kind of stars. <laughs> and, let's say yeah, and without the good, he destroys the NWO, which was you know overdue. But the alternative almost seems worse. In yeah. a way, because, like, it's like once you lose the NWO as that anchor, like, then he's like, oh, God, Jeff Jarrett becomes the anchor of heels.
0: Yeah, and, and Russo then becomes an on-screen character, because, you know, Bischoff did it, McMahon did it, right. so why not Russo? So but now Russo's an on-screen character, and he, he's not that good at it. He's okay.
1: And I think Russo was involved with the David Arquette thing.
0: Yeah, of course he was. Yeah, And, you know, Russo didn't like Hulk Hogan, which, again, I could I get his point. Yeah. He didn't like all the high paid, like, lazy ass 40 something year olds.
1: I was. I thought Hogan was totally in the right to basically, like, call out Russo. Do you? Because I'm always on Russo's side there. No, because the way he handled it wasn't right. He shouldn't have gotten it to. To me, it was Russo's responsibility as the writer not to get it to the point where
0: Hogan's protesting yeah, in the ring. But you know what? The like, amount of egos that you have to work with at that period of time—that's just a shitty job. Hogan to have. had
1: a, Hogan's comment was correct though in that about how it's because of shit like this that this company's in the shape it's in. Yeah,
0: but Ru- some of the things Russo said were actually true. Also about he, Hogan, you're right. You're right. But you know, they were both—they
1: both had their points. But I agree. Yeah. I think ultimately I felt like what happened
0: out there was Russo's responsibility, not Hulk Hogan's. Uh, to, nominally, yeah, I mean it was, but Hogan's a noted pain in the ass. So True. I get yeah, both sides yeah, of it. Yeah. The thing is about Russo, I don't want to get into his TNA stuff cuz who gives a no, shit? That's, but like Yeah, that doesn't t- Talking about the Vince Russo that like helped shape the 90s for better or for worse as we wrap up here shortly. I think Vince Russo any criticism against him is just Correct, and yes. I think it's fair because he. Well, did... I think there is unjust criticism,
1: there... like we said about, like oh, you know, like fine the rings in ring world. Fine, and fine. All that,
0: that he did drag down the, um, you know, this is one of my criticisms against the attitude era in general. The the respect, the prestige of titles. But did
1: we really want respect back then? I don't
0: think so because the ratings were high. Apparently, people didn't care, and that's this is the thing that Russo got. He he. Didn't really have a great wrestling mind. No, to me, what Vince Russo understood during a period of time where no one else did, except Paul Heyman, except but, Paul Heyman. But yeah. Russo was on a larger scale, and just yeah. the way the the he had chips fell, more there. money to play with. Exactly, Russo understood to a degree, to a good degree. What people wanted to see. He had the pulse of the people in yep. the nineties. Now, does he now? No, probably not. But back then, he was on top of it. He knew it was hot. Yep. He knew, he knew Shock TV was He big knew shock he knew crash TV, I think yeah. as Scott Keith likes to call it. He just knew what was gonna get people's attention. Again, if it and if at that time that meant the wrestling quality suffered, then so be it. Vince Russo was
1: aware of his surroundings on the other channels. Correct. Not just WCW, he was aware of Jerry Springer. Correct, yeah, Howard, Howard Stern, Stern, South yeah, Park. South Park.
0: And Vince had never been that way before. Vince, it's
1: like Vince never flipped the channel and look what's on like the next
0: channel over, even if it's not wrestling. Right, so in 95, Vince is still trying to do his 80s show. Yeah. And it didn't work. Even Monday Night Football was, uh,
1: who was on there? That controversial dude? Dennis Miller. Dennis Miller. That was another shock TV thing at the time involving sports. Yeah, true. And and I could tell Russo understood that, too, because he wanted the announcers, you know, to be controversial. Yeah. So,
0: I mean, did Russo help improve wrestling quality? No, not at all. I mean, no. he didn't do anything for in-ring work But whatsoever. I don't think that's what he was there for. He wasn't there for that. What he did is he got people to watch. Yep. And I know it wasn't all him, and Vince has the final sign-off, and there's other people part of the creative you know, process. And Hayman's
1: an influence also. Absolutely. Outside influence, yeah.
0: Absolutely. But you know what Vince Russo did? That Jim Cornette for all his, ah, oh, motherfucker tradition, motherfucker, fuck, yeah, fuck, fuck. Yeah, exactly. Couldn't do. He got people to watch, bro. Motherfucker. <laughs> he put the butts in the seats. He did put no the pun pun butts in invented. the seats. He helped make wrestling mainstream again. Again, not single-handedly, no. but he helped. Yes. And if it wasn't for Vince Russo, it's very hard to say if there would have been an attitude era. Or, you know, if wrestling would have made it boomed, period. Right. And yeah. that's where I think he gets the credit. Any final
1: comments, Quinn? Um no, I'm kind of with you there. Um where the negatives are accurate, like you said. Yes. The, the, the,
0: they're tangible. They're the, there. They're there.
1: But the positives to me Actually outweigh the negatives. Honestly, honestly, if I'm going to look at it in the scope of history, yeah, like in the in I'm stepping way back here, sure, not having some stupid internet wrestling community grudge against him or anything, right? Yeah, exactly. To to look at what his body of work, like the first half, it definitely was. It definitely was so influential that it outdid whatever garbage he did later.
0: I I agree. I think he. I'd say like he's like, it's close, but he's like 60-40 good.
1: Yes, that's that's It's very close because he
0: didn't help a lot of things, but the things that he did help were a big deal. And they changed the industry forever. They did change the industry forever. Again, for better or for worse, people have their opinions, but he's influential. And he did do something that people hadn't done in WWE for years, make people watch. Right. So Quinn, our next segment is called One of My Favorites. It'll be one of Quinn's favorites. What do you have, Quinn?
1: So this guy definitely put the butts in the seats. And this guy is one of my favorites. All right. And I want to talk about a specific part of his career, not later. Okay. Um, The Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, hell yeah, man. I mean... I, I know, I know, I know we go, we like to pick all these weird stupid things from the past sometimes, like these oddities, but I just wanted to devote some time to the Macho Man Randy Savage and his WWF run. If you want, if we got some time, we can go into the WCW stuff. Sure. So where do
0: you want to start here?
1: I want to start really with the Macho Man coming in, in um, 1980, 1985, he came in and um, he didn't have a manager and... He was also hyped as this, like, hot free agent, right?
0: Yeah, it was a big deal. Like, there was all the managers were vying for him. And that's
1: that was very unique about him when he came in, and I loved that. Yeah, it was a good angle. Not that I was there, but, I've I, you know, I've watched, like, every Macho Man thing. He's, like, what he's up there. He's, like, my number two
0: favorite wrestler. Same here.
1: Yep, yeah, number like, two. Like, he is just so good. Yep. So he comes in, and he thinks he's hot shit. And he was. And he was. But... There's an air of confidence about that guy from the moment he steps in the door that is unlike any wrestler I think I've ever seen, period.
0: Yeah, he but, uh, was so different Yes. from what was going on at the time.
1: And he, what's interesting is he's so different, but at the same time, his attire is very simple. Trunks and boots. Trunks and boots. But the cape. He, he's the, got the cape, but that's a Ric Flair thing. That's already been happening okay, forever. The big I mean, sunglasses. I say the goggles or whatever is yeah. different, but I mean... You know, a headband, you know, Ricky the Dragon seemed a lot of headband, you know, like, like he's pretty simple, but what he does with everything is, he just, everything is 190%, it's, yeah. it's just ridiculous. From his
0: punches like, to the way he walked
1: around the ring. He just knew, like, he... He was the center. He was like the sun, and the arena was his. The planets revolving around it, <laughs> if you will.
0: All right, that's well you know put. he was sure he he just had this magnetism about him, right? He did. He had an undeniable charisma.
1: You just couldn't look away from him. Like he was just so good. Yep. So let's go. Th- let's
0: go. Let's get into the nitty gritty here. So he comes in. He gets Elizabeth after about a month, and she, if you remember starts off as somewhat of a heel almost. Kind of. She's like
1: assisting him and like she's kind of fawning over him. Like She's more heely. Yeah, she's like the macho man is so good. And, like <laughs> blah, blah, blah. He immediately jumps into a feud with Hogan. This is what I think sets him apart, right? Yep. His first... His, the minute he walks in he says I'm gonna take out Hulk Hogan even when those managers are interviewing him he's like I'm I'm gunning for Hogan he says that to like Blassie or something like yeah, when they're Blassie,
0: like Blassie Johnny V who Jimmy the hell Hart is. and yeah. all that yeah he's tell-
1: he's like who's gonna give me the contract with Hulk Hogan like this guy is barely even wrestled and he's like <laughs> talking about Hulk Hogan yeah
0: he just storms and yeah. he's like fuck Hulk Hogan yeah. I don't like him yeah
1: yeah exactly <laughs> he's just he's unbelievable he just I love that his he has a laser beam focus on Hulk Hogan's back. He wants a world the, title, that's he it. He wants
0: the world title, that's all he's there he to do. He thinks he's better than him, he wants a world title.
1: So... I believe he has some matches with Hogan to start House in, in, in yep. MSG. He notably has an MSG one that's air. Sure. Uh, he
0: he lost most of them, but he did win some by count out.
1: Right. So they didn't treat it. That, that was the other thing. They didn't treat him like he was some, jab, like the next, you know, this month's jabroni to fight right. Hulk Hogan. they yeah. like, no, this guy's going to be around and he's yeah. going to, he, you know, he's going to eventually get something. He's not going anywhere. Right. This guy's a
0: big deal. And, to, and what really establishes that is when he wins the Intercontinental title. Right. February of 86 in Boston Gardens against Tito Santana. Uh, Danny Davis has what kind of pants on? He's got khakis on. Which is really weird. Now, (laughs) for whatever reason there's literally not really
1: much other than like the Macho Man's usual chicanery I think foot on the ropes or something brass
0: knucks or something like yeah, that
1: yeah but Gorilla keeps saying for like years after this that somehow Danny Davis was like a shady ref in this match they retconned that game. that's in. bullshit yeah like, that was retconned he's in. just a regular ref who sure. missed something but absolutely just because he has khaki pants it's more noticeable or something
0: <laughs> but that night in February of 86 does kick off a great intercontinental title run now I wouldn't say amazing I'd say no, I, mean, I wouldn't. Most the majority of it was kicking around with George Steele. That's the thing that if we still did missed opportunity that would be one is Savage's just IC run wasting like jo- the
1: majority of his entire thing was feuding with George to the point where when we finally get to the good stuff there's still George Steele yeah, lurking around and Like you know
0: what George Steele seems like a nice guy I'm sure he's really smart he is a sack of shit in the ring <laughs> he's and awful just dragged
1: Savage down he did now to be fair another another minor thing going on and all that is Bruno San Martino being like really annoyed with the Macho I thought that, to the point where he, like, punches him or something. I punch you, man. Yeah. yeah. I'm so proud of myself. You a piece of slime, you're happy, oh, yeah. yeah, Bruno, like, gets... They, they get in a like, altercation or something, but yeah, then Bruno do.
0: leaves at, in the middle of that. Bruno so. shouldn't have been there to begin with no. in the mid-'80s. I love Bruno, but he shouldn't have I know, have been but there he anymore. should not have been there anymore. No. But Savage, thankfully... Of course, moves into a great angle with Ricky Steamboat. I would say
1: that one of the highest of high points. This is the match between Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and the Macho Man Randy Savage. To me, mm-hmm. and I've said this before on this show, yeah, is so influential for me as me as a wrestling fan. I, it it taught me what work rate was. Sure, it made me appreciate matches where I hadn't
0: before, really. Like, like actual- you can look at it and be like, "This is a compelling wrestling match."
1: I'd say it gave me yes. It's I'd say it gave me a baseline.
0: Sure, to judge matches going for a top line, whatever yeah. you want to call it, a, yeah. a watermark, a, a benchmark. Ga- a
1: watermark would be yeah. It gave me a watermark for the rest of my life watching wrestling. Sure, I would, and sometimes I would go back to that match for no good reason yeah. just to watch it. I've done it with you. Yeah, I, we've done I, that. I just love it so much. It's perfectly done. Even with the interference at the end, it's just everything works. The angle that it's a part of, yeah. With the Larynx, everything, everything's working. The ring, the kicking out of everything, the quick falls. Sure, it is the basis for the modern style.
0: WWF's I, modern style. yeah. I'd say
1: even now looks back to it. Uh, I'd
0: say so. I'd say I, there's it's some all influence. Just, it's all just building on that. Sure. And you know what? That was Savage's last notable, real notable moment as a heel. Yes. He then veered into a feud with Honky Tonk Man in to the summer. To regain
1: his belt, which initially was to feud with Steamboat, but then, you know. Steamboat that, lost it to Honky. Yeah, we talked
0: about that in our missed opportunity about Steamboat. Yeah, so that fat tub is shit feuds with Savage for a while. Like, for like a month. And then, well, Saturday Night's main event, yes, right? Yes, and
1: I, this is one another notable Macho Man moment. I love this. There's a lot of things with this that are good. So the Macho Man's facing Honky Tonk. And the Har Foundation comes out, which I love, and they're and they're beating the shit out of them. They're such assholes. Now, I, there's another thing I like about this match. It's, I it's it's a stupid little thing, and you may make fun of me for it. Is it
0: Bobby Heenan saying Elizabeth's dress is from? Uh, well,
1: it's Des about it's about Elizabeth's dress, and Bobby does have the funny comment. <laughs> but the fact that they dressed her up in all white and she's about to get hit by the thing, like there's almost some kind of like symbolism, like this pure.
0: You know, yeah. white as
1: snow woman sure. is going to get hit with this guitar. fucking guitar by these fucking assholes, and like you feel like, oh, like this is horrible. And like when uh, doesn't is that when the Hulkster comes out?
0: Well, then uh, Honky shoves her down. He shoves her down, and that makes and it even hearts, worse. The again. hearts are holding savage, yeah. and they do hit him with the guitar. They hit and they nail him. And then Hulk Elizabeth brings him. out Hulk Hogan. Right. Now folks, that was huge. These were rivals. Yes, this is it's so good. Like so the guy these two guys
1: have hated each other for so long. Yep. Now the Hulkster of all
0: people, comes to save the Macho Man and the Mega Powers are born. That's it. And that takes us through into 88, of course, the WrestleMania boar tournament.
1: Yes. Although, I would say Ma- Macho Man, all his moments are good moments. Yeah. They're not good matches, but no. they're great moments. Um, also, yeah. I do like, again, the Elizabeth changing colors with the Macho sure. Man every round. That yep. was good.
0: Um, and when Savage drops that elbow on Ted DiBiase. Even that shitty crowd like lights yeah. up. New world champion, Macho Man Randy Savage. With the help of Hulk Hogan, which I never liked. Yeah. yeah, I know. Um, Me neither. And so he the, holds up Elizabeth. That's that's a good moment, that, too. that is a nice moment. So Mega Powers, of course, go throughout the summer. We right. get the, the Mega Powers versus the Mega Bucks. I know. The Macho Man does feud with Bad News Brown. Towards the end of 88 into 89. Yep. Mega Powers have some dissension. It leads to the breakup on the main event. Quinn, with the Twin Towers. Do with wanna- the Twin Towers, yeah. Um, so... There had been brewing Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. since SummerSlam. Since it, SummerSlam. It's Slam. crazy, but it is
1: since SummerSlam. There's a point where, I don't, my, does Hulk, oh yeah, Hulk hugs Elizabeth. And Savage gives him a look. He just, It's just a look. At SummerSlam. And Slam. that's all it is at SummerSlam, but it sets the seeds for all of this. So in the main event match, what ends up happening is, is, um... Is it Hulk or Macho Man that lands on Elizabeth? What happens? It's
0: it's Savage, actually. Okay, it's thrown in the outside. Savage
1: gets thrown. He doesn't intentionally go into Elizabeth. Right.
0: Thrown out of the ring, and he nails Elizabeth by accident. Great bump, by the
1: way. Yeah, Elizabeth takes it. um, And Hogan acts like she's dead. Okay, this is the hulk hogan i hate him in this it, he's just like oh my god like and, it's, yeah. and then he takes her back and he's like praying and all this stuff not that there's anything wrong not with that, that no not that there's anything he's wrong with him like But she's dead yeah he's literally acting like she needs to be like resurrected yeah. rather than like just she just needs like some ice on her head well, thank god he didn't mean it, it was- God,
0: thank God. Oh. So he <laughs> like So he leaves Savage to wrestle big fat twin towers yeah. by himself. Yeah. This is what sucks, right? Is Hogan comes back. Yes, this is so stupid. I'll, I'll lay this out because this yeah. is what really irks me. Hogan comes back. And the Macho Man's taking, like, a beating. Yeah. Savage turns on him. Right. Yeah. But Hogan still wins! Yeah, he just finishes off both of them somehow. Why couldn't
1: Hogan get pinned? Wouldn't the whole point is he lost a match because of the Macho Man? Right. Like, Hogan never loses,
0: so that should, like, piss him off. Like, he can't job the 900 pounds of the Twin Towers, yeah, like, the, just once. Yeah, it's two on one. It's a tag match. It's okay. Nobody's gonna get mad. Right! That would've built more heat and made Hogan seem vulnerable, maybe? But no. No! Got, and then he... then. H. Hogan has to yeah. win. So then he has to come back and he's pointing the finger
1: at the Macho Man and the Macho Man pointing it back at him. You got lust for Elizabeth. Those like, eyes
0: lost Elizabeth. Yeah. yeah. Those eyes lost Elizabeth. You understand Please. that? Gotta talk some sense to him. Randy! Randy yeah. <laughs> oh. Randy! And doesn't Brutus the Barber
1: wander <laughs> yeah, in that, and that Savage fucking just beats goon the shit out of him? Yeah. What
0: are you doing, man? What are you doing? Who? Brutus, bitch,
1: Ever yeah, that? that's and then like all that, like all the like trays go flying and stuff. He beats the shit out of the Barber, <laughs> which is really yeah, funny. It, that is funny. So anyway, it leads to WrestleMania five. It leads to WrestleMania five, and the Macho Man obviously because you know Hogan can't ever lose. No, of course like, not. So Macho Man loses, they, and he loses Elizabeth. Yes, and then she becomes Hogan's manager. Now, that's now I don't know if you know this, but um, it was posted on YouTube recently. Yeah, did you know that the, the vignette? Was filmed the 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 night of WrestleMania Five, where Sherry comes in and and assists the Macho Man. I just saw this; it just was posted. Um, right after they're in their interview center, right? Elizabeth's like, "How do you feel about like the match or whatever?" Jeans with her, yeah, and like Macho Man comes in and blames her. For he's like, I will never have you with me again. You cost me the title. Blah, oh, I didn't blah, know blah. that. I've never seen and that. And then Sherry come. Well, Sherry came in before, and she yes. goes, "You're terrible." Blah blah. <laughs> like, and then Macho Man comes and blames her and whatever. And then Macho Man starts putting his hands on Elizabeth. He starts grabbing her by Whoa. the mouth, and he and he knocks her down and everything. Savage. Yes. Damn. And it, what's weird is he knocks her down and he's calling her Miss Elizabeth instead of Elizabeth. <laughs> Miss Elizabeth, <laughs> you will never cost me anything again. And and. And, sh- and so Hogan comes in, right? What? Yeah, well, this all happens. So Hulk Hogan comes in, and he's like, get off of her, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> and he tries to like defend her. But then Sherry jumps on Hulk Hogan's back and like assists Savage in like knocking Hogan over. That's amazing. And like, Savage is able to get away
0: with Sherry's help, and that's why she's his manager. That's fantastic. Yeah. That leads, of course, to an arrow we covered with the Sherry segment from yeah. way back. Um, Macho Man with Sensational Sherry, we love that. Now, Savage goes on a bit of a mid-carter he run wins here. wins the kingship from Duggan. From Duggan, which I like. Macho yeah. King, Randy Savage. And sensational Queen Sherry. Feuds with Dusty Rhodes and Sapphire. He looks like an idiot. Looks like an idiot. Lots of weird,
1: like, matches where Sapphire and Dusty Rhodes are fighting Sherry and yeah, Macho and
0: Man and Brother Love. Yeah, Brother Love's always <laughs> lingering.
1: Now, but the Brother Love segments lead to the Macho Man's next feud.
0: Yeah, which is great. With the Ultimate Warrior. Right, so after Savage squishes Dusty Rhodes at SummerSlam 90 kind of disposes of him like yeah that's yeah. like pretty much it yeah now he's going in for the belt again
1: yeah he's like i'm the number one contender now i beat dusty dusty rose is
0: a big name he still. was a big yeah. name so he starts calling out the warrior challenging the warrior challenging the warrior now
1: sherry is actually challenging for and then him. she's
0: involved yeah
1: sherry's the envoy right
0: she, she keeps... wants to suck his wee wee to get a title yeah, shot
1: yeah yeah all the way so this leads <laughs> to a macho man costing the ultimate warrior sure royal rumble 91 um
0: Best run-in of all time. Best
1: run-in of all time. Falling on him with the light. (laughs) And, um, you know, Warrior loses the belt because of this. And it leads to, you know, career versus career match. Sure. And this is where Savage goes face again. He loses. Yep. And this is one of the other signature Macho Man moments in my eyes. It's the Miss Elizabeth and the crowd... Oh, Wrestlemania 7. Yeah, Gosh. and she, yeah. Sherry's beating the shit out of Macho Man after... Yep. I know we've talked about all this, so yeah. I'm going to we'll, just we'll be brief. brief about this. But, you know, and Sherry makes the save and...
0: No, Elizabeth makes the save. I'm sorry, Elizabeth
1: makes the yep. save and, you know, knocks Sherry out of the ring. And so Macho the, Man's almost going to punch her for a second because he doesn't realize it's not Sherry. Yep. And then once he realizes it, they hug and kiss and... The guy in the rain hat is crying And, the, and side, the, the lady in the blue, blue dress, dress is crying. <laughs> Everyone's going crazy. And I that is one of the best, like... Things, things ever. ever in wrestling. Period. <laughs> Agreed. It's, it's like the culmination of like two years. years yeah. Like, actually, it's really the culmination of Savage mistreating Elizabeth. Like back For to six years Five. Yeah. Like, exactly. Yeah, it's,
0: like it's ridiculous. <laughs> he was never good to her. Yeah. And except then, when he was a face. From
1: then on, he like gets married to her, and he's always like good to her. Yep. And then, and it makes his character. It builds his character as a man. Absolutely, he's a true macho man now. Right, and and he's fighting for honor for the for the rest of his career.
0: Now, I know we touched upon the the, Ultimate Warrior rematch thing. We touched upon that. I mean, he won the world title from Ric Flair in a great match. Great match from WrestleMania Yeah, very very good match. Flair's good about Elizabeth Centerfold photos and all that. Yeah, I like it. Um and then we un- unfortunately, you know, they talked about They put the about, shirt on him and then They you made can't him the babe, the babe Ruth of wrestling <laughs> yeah, and all that bullshit. And you know. he bowed out, you know, in November of 94. He really hadn't been wrestling much in 94. All in all though, Quinn, I mean if you think about Randy Savage, he there has been no one like him.
1: There's a couple things that I think about with Randy Savage. He I feel like in wrestling terms, he's like a five tool player, and I'm not going to name all the five tools. But the major things in wrestling you want to have is good in ring work, yep. Um, character, yep. Um, able to convey a story, carry a story. Um, uh, just that's that's like the charisma. basic charisma. Th- these are the basic things. Promo, promo, yeah, promo. Right. Oh my god, we could have gone on and on about his promos. Yeah. Cup of tea, all that crap, but. um, <laughs> He has all the tools. He is like, to me, what every wrestler should aim to be. A lot of people like to point to Sean or Flair.
0: Yeah, Hogan or Hogan, But the
1: Macho Man, he had it all.
0: He was fantastic. He really did. There will never, ever be another Macho Man Randy Savage. No, there won't. He was literally one of the most unique, unparalleled, one of the best of all time. And he set the tone for how like modern wrestling should be. Smaller guys, faster paced. Yeah. Crazy promos, but good in ring work. Yep. Not a Pro- big crazy promos that also made sense. Some of the in, yes. In character. Most they did. of the time they yeah. did.
1: The Ultimate Warriors, where it gets too crazy. but...
0: Well, yeah. Truly one of the best. Yeah. And there's really nothing there's else nothing you can else say, say about to it. Say to that. Yeah. We'll be back after this. The name's Venom. Vic you think those announcers on TV are shooting with you? I don't think so. It's all in the Sporblings, you either got them or you don't. You want fluff? Go eat them. Gosh, no. You want the dirt? Guess who's got the shovel. You want raw? I'll get downright nasty. Subscribe to an Attitude. Get 12 issues of both the WWF and Raw magazines. That's 24 issues in all for one low price of $29.97. That's 68% off the newsstand price. Or subscribe to either for $19.97. Call 815-734-1161 or send a check or money order to the address on your screen. Do something with yourself. Send the cash. And welcome back to our Vantage Point, your retro wrestling podcast. I want to remind you to check us out on the Twitter at um, OVP Podcast. The tweets, the tweets, and um, if you use the email, the electronic mail, yep. that'll be OVP Podcast at Gmail dot com. That is OVP Podcast at Gmail dot com. Quim, we're elsewhere. Where are we?
1: We're on the iTunes, the Google Play Music, Stitcher,
0: Stitch- FM Player yeah. dot one, whatever it is. Dot <laughs> one, uh, Blueberry. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah, we're on everything. <laughs> and the YouTube.
1: YouTube, yeah. yeah. you can uh, And also, on iTunes, please. Review? Um, reviews, please. Review
0: WCW Thunder. Yeah. No, don't do that. Just, just like, give us could, a review. You could
1: give us a five star and just say, please review WCW Thunder.
0: Yeah, if we get more than two of those, we'll review WCW Thunder. <laughs> we promise. Promise. Yep. But right now, we're reviewing something else. And what we're reviewing, ooh, it's a doozy. <sighs> Quinn, we're going to go back to 1995. Yeah. <laughs> Early 95. We're going to the Action Zone. <sighs> oh my.
1: Okay, I just want to preface all of this with saying this show was the drizzling shit.
0: <laughs> it was
1: this is the worst thing we've watched so far it as is. far as like reviewing. I like, 100% just,
0: agree. I just want to put it out there before we go any further. It sucks. It was terrible. Action Zone from February 12, 95, post Royal Rumble, pre WrestleMania, pre um Glass Table era. Pre Glass Table era, the Action Zone. Now what is the Action Zone? If you don't know, okay. On USA Network on Sundays at noon there was a show called The Action Zone. It ran from October of ninety four until September of ninety six.
1: Now when you're running at Sundays at noon, this isn't Saturday morning (laughs) prime kid time. This is
0: (laughs) This is This is a shitty time slot. This is a shitty time slot. This show actually replaced all American wrestling. right? Right. And uh, that sucks because this is really bad. Now, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I this, mean, this era of it especially. They
1: really don't care.
0: This episode opens with a recap from months and months earlier of this wonderful... <laughs> <laughs> Tatanka versus Lex Luger feud. That's funny,
1: because this is our first episode talked about this, if I believe. It did.
0: It's come up a couple of times. (laughs) Like,
1: 14 years ago when we (laughs) first started talking about this. This feud was probably 14 years long, too.
0: Quinn, you know that Ted DiBiase's jacket is too shiny or something?
1: Yeah, I always have a problem with this. (laughs) He looks like he's wearing, like, a members-only, like, Million Dollar Man edition jacket, and it's it's very unbecoming of the Million Dollar Man.
0: (laughs) So they're recapping this feud, but it's like PowerPoint presentation. Yeah, it's really weird. It looks
1: like scraps of paper. Paper with video on them like coming <laughs> flying off the screen and like
0: it's like it's almost like they were turning the calendar because it's so freaking long in fact Todd's voiceover references SummerSlam but he says SummerSlam uh, yeah. was August 24th 94 the date was set for August the 24th 1994 they show on screen that it's not it was the 29th which is my birthday yeah in fact folks little tidbit I saw SummerSlam 94 on pay-per-view on my 9th birthday
1: and it, wasn't it your first pay-per-view, didn't you say It was that? my first pay-per-view I you that I saw. I said that in an episode. I
0: did. Um, so, by the way, folks, before we move on to the show again, Action Zone was not, like, an A-style show by any means. This is, like, like, C-level, level Might D-level. have been
1: tier Yeah, might have been Z-tier. It's, like, the worst tier. Z-gangster. Yeah, Z-gangster.
0: <laughs> Quinn, you noted this recap is making this feud seem better than it was. Yes,
1: it's JR, like, talking, and it's, like, he really is acting like this is a... Number one, like, a top feud, and it's going to be on Action Zone. Holy shit. Yeah. It's so fucking
0: important. <laughs> so, Action Zone this week is hosted by Jim Ross and Todd Poop. <sighs> Why? Why is he commentating?
1: <laughs> he should only be interviewing people yeah. in a shitty interview <laughs> center. I, I don't know what that was. Now, I, you know how I said at the very beginning of this that this ma- this feud is so important? Yeah. It's so important that it's the first fucking
0: match on Action Zone. It is, it is. And I want to point out the graphics, the on-screen graphics are awful. Yeah, like, it's
1: the weirdest thing ever because it's like, it will say in big letters... The first name. The first name, but they're like really, really big. Yeah. And then it will say in in the their last name in all lowercase tiny letters. So it's very confusing. Like, Tatanka comes out and it's... T like because they can't do the last name with him, it just says T A in lowercase to start, which is out of sequence with everything else, and then Tanaka, I guess to <laughs> T- be the right T- name, in all Tanaka Tanaka, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now, Quinn, you uh you were remarking to me when we were watching this, Tatanka's a little chubby here. He looks like a fat ass. <laughs> you know, in fact, he's all bloated.
1: And I like noted to you while we were watching this is that I thought that Tatanka was fat when he came back in, like, 05 or whatever. He was fat then.
0: (laughs) He was always fat. He looks
1: like he's pregnant.
0: (laughs) Tim White is the ref, um, still alive. Yeah, he's not committing suicide just yet. JR's acting like this thing is good.
1: He's really acting like this is like Steamboat versus Flair or
0: something.
1: <laughs> but, uh, he really thinks this is amazing. And seriously,
0: why is Todd the commentator?
1: <laughs> why is he kind of healy? He kind of is. Like he's like, well, as the show goes on, it becomes more apparent.
0: And he's more like it's like he's less like supporting the heels than he is. He's like making fun of JR.
1: It, yes, he's making fun of JR.
0: Which is it's fine like with me. It's like coming
1: to some kind of realization that Todd has an opinion. He's not just an interviewer.
0: It's really weird. Yeah, it I is. I don't very... want him having opinions. Yeah, it's terrible. So this arena... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it God, look... this arena. It looks like it holds like 800 people. What were you saying? There's like some picture frames? Yeah, it looks or... like there's <laughs>
1: picture frames or it's like some big windows to the outside. Yeah, it's weird. It's like it, a barn. There's li- It's a big barn kind of looking thing. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't have like a second tier. Right, so it's just like one like continuous row, but it it kind of goes upwards, but like not its much. Arenas, but not much. It looks like basically it goes up to the wall. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's it's terrible. This is the era when we were in high school gyms and stuff. And we'll, there's
0: a commercial about that later. Yeah, there is. Uh, Jr. though, I'll say he's good at least. He's actually very good. Jr. treats the match like it's a big deal. He, it's not, but no, it, it's not. <laughs> yeah, 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 this match but, is actually ass, but he does his job, and no one is trying here. We cut to a commercial. This this had commercials. So. Yeah, so this was fun. There's a movie called The Walking Dead. Now, this
1: is an interesting movie. I never heard of it, but Me it's neither. apparently about black soldiers in Vietnam. Yeah,
0: that's how they said it in the trailer. It looked in the trailer. good. Like, it actually did look it looked pretty looked good. really good. Like, now, I, I want to get your opinion on this, Quinn. There's a Milky Way commercial with a guy that gets hit by <laughs> okay, golf so, balls. So
1: this guy's getting hit by golf balls, right? <laughs> And he's all like sad about it, like. But he's, I mean, when I say he's getting hit by golf balls, he's like driving in the a go- golf cart. The go- golf picker-upper cart, like you know the guy in the driving range in the cage thing. Yeah, he's all upset about getting hit with the golf balls, right? Then the Milky Way logo comes across, and like sugar is like pouring out of it, and then then he it, eats the Milky Way, He eats the Milky Way, and he goes back, and he's like, he's like egging them on to hit him, and he's like, I like this,
0: like it's stupid. It, it really, it is stupid. Now we get a. Cr- Press complete. Toothbrush ad and like the bristles are like so. Better. This is like
1: the point in time in the mid '90s where they figured out that if you bent the bristles a little bit, like if you like made them like teeth shaped, yeah, that they would go in the middle of your teeth. So
0: nowadays that's just like every toothbrush, but this is new back <laughs> then. New.
1: Good for Crest on that though. That's a good upgrade. Yeah, I'll
0: give them that. And then there's a USA promo for like I don't know dogs.
1: Something with dogs. Some like I think K9 and Turner and Hooch are going to be on back to back. That's what they said. I'm excited about. <laughs> Quince
0: quote: Man, USA was. <laughs> so cheap back then
1: it was <laughs> i i forgot like i guess i was so used to watching it back then i just figured it was like a regular network i'm watching this and i'm like these commercials suck yeah it, it was bad and a lot of them repeat the whole way through yeah that's like, true it's the same commercials
0: so unfortunately we go back to the match and quinn tells yeah, me this, how this yeah reminds I, I told him. you a
1: story i said this whole air reminds me of sitting in my dad's house watching crap like this this is <laughs> like like i was like sitting like putting my feet up on the like tv stand like just watching at my dad's house because like i was there for the weekend or whatever right and just like watching like even these crappy movies that usa's advertising (laughs) like just because there's like nothing else on
0: just really put me back like really like put me in that time right by the way folks if you're wondering why we're not talking about the matches because it fucking blows no the match there's nothing to talk about it's
1: like just punches and like headlocks and slaps.
0: Tatanka's like dominating so
1: that should show you right there that Tatanka should never been a heel because Tatanka should never be dominating.
0: Why is Luger having a problem with him? <laughs> That's true. I I also want to mention we're getting very close to the um the end of the blue shirt era for the yes, refs.
1: Yes, the referees have blue shirts still, which threw me off because I remember 95 mostly having the refs with the zebras.
0: Yeah, it was around March actually, so we're just about at the end of the blue shirt era. So yeah. Luger hits a power slam. I just want to mention so he hits a power slam, DiBiase breaks with the pin the announcers are acting like that would have been the end, but like, since when was Luger's finisher a power slam? It never slam? ever
1: was a power It was the hit him with the thing in my arm move. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it was like a shitty power slam too. So the match is a double motherfucking count. Up. My rating is minus sixteen stars. Uh, sixteen? That's very specific. <laughs> I mean, it. I. It's definitely minus something stars. It's awful. We have a direct quote from Quinn here. Fuck this feud. Exactly. So Chief J. Stro- this is still going now. <laughs> yeah, so double count out. Great, Chief J. Strongbow waddles out. Yeah, because like somebody's like down or something. It was a double count out, but I think they tried to say Lex got back in. So, like, yeah, but he didn't. They're arguing, but he definitely didn't get back in at all. So Strongbow like makes his way out, and we he cut toddles his way out. <laughs> and we cut to a trailer for Billy Madison.
1: Yeah, which was a very cheap trailer once again. Shitty, really yeah. shitty.
0: Makes the movie seem worse. And the
1: Stridex pimple commercial which any 90s kid will know that those <laughs> commercials were like huge back then. Yeah. And 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 the kid gets like his high school girlfriend like loves him because of Stridex.
0: <laughs> then there's like some local hunting awareness commercial. What was that? Yeah, that was weird.
1: It was like some news channel 2 which, by the way, this was the New York feed, so it felt right yeah. at home for me. Yeah, it was, it was true. like CBS Two is like going to have something about like that hunters are evil
0: or something <laughs> yeah. for hunting, like. Gear. We got a 1-800 mattress commercial, Quinn's favorite. Leave off the last S for savings, that's as I always say. That's right. So during the break, so we come back, we're still focusing on this feud. How far are we into this show? Like 20 minutes? Yeah, we're like 20 minutes in, and <laughs> during the break, they show <laughs> that Chief J. Strongbow got attacked by Tataga, which it's we, just like a tomahawk <laughs> chop from the top, and
1: he sells it like he's dying. It, we laughed. He like has like a spling headache. <laughs> I just commented he's so fat.
0: And it's all this attention to to literally like an angle, no one cared about who cared
1: about chief j strongbow in 1995 who even knew who chief j strongbow was in 1995 i was watching i was like i don't care
0: about this chief guy. j
1: strongbone looked like he ate chief j strongbone from the 70s in 1995 and he exists in his stomach
0: speaking of fat people mantar with jim Cornette is up against a uh, ben jordan mantar moves
1: yeah because he's a cow uh, and I couldn't remember this guy I said his name was Jeffrey Dahmer or Jeffrey Toobin. I couldn't really
0: <laughs> figure that out. So Mantar wins with, I don't, honestly, I don't know. I was, like, busy. This e- is where we switch to my notes. <laughs> yeah, I was busy eating a Fat yeah. night sandwich. Um, I do have that. We still had promotional consideration in 95 from um, Lord Alfred.
1: Yes, we do. And he, he hyped some stuff. I think that's covered later. There's a couple of these promotional considerations. I do have... A- I, I commented also that Mantar's outfit looks like a women's bathing suit. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. He looks like... <laughs> he just looks like shit. Yeah, he looks terrible. Um, Mantar just wins. Yeah. He, he just, like, sits on him or whatever. So then um, we get a
0: recap of the Bam Bam Lawrence Taylor feud. Yes.
1: And, uh... Bam Bam is wearing a suit initially in the first like yelly sequence. And then like they you know, Bam Bam's like calling him out. You know, he's doing the typical I hate you, blah blah blah. Yeah. But then they clip to like the response from LT. But get this, it's It's from some guy called Bobby Cupo in like a lawyer's office. He has like papers and he's like reading a statement from LT. Well, Lawrence has a great respect for the physical skills it takes to be a World Wrestling
0: Federation superstar. He looks and like a mob he guy. He looks like
1: he's... Like, seriously, he does. He looks like he's in the mafia. So then we get Bam Bam's response to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Bam Bam response to that, calling LT a dope for using a lawyer.
0: All I hear is Bobby Cooper. this. Lars is talking to Bobby Cooper. Lars Taylor's talking to his lawyer. Can't he talk to me? Come on, what a joke!
1: And Bam Bam says LT is scared... In an actually pretty awesome promo, it was. That yeah. was actually really was good. The highlight of a whole
0: damn show. Bam Bam loves saying his own name. I noticed he bam. says, bam,
1: bam, he says like, it like nine times. Yeah, it's amazing. The next thing we get is we go back to the commercials and we get a a Wrigley chewing gum commercial. But they're saying how like if you chew Wrigley like regular gum, not Nicorette style, it was you like, will be able to quit smoking just off Wrigley gum. Wrigley Spearmint gum. Yeah. Yep, and then there's a hunted trailer featuring Highlander. This is not the hunting awareness commercial. This no, is, no, like the Highlander is in this. You know the movie Highlander, yep. like that guy. Yep, I forget his name, Christopher Walken. That's not Christopher name. Walken. Yeah, whatever, but I know who you mean. Yeah. Um, so our next match, uh, includes, uh, Men on a Mission coming out with Oscar with extreme zoom-ins and, like, epileptic (sighs) seizure-inducing. Yeah, it's awful. It's like
0: proto-DX. With all the quick cuts and
1: stuff. Todd is making fun of JR during this for not knowing about rap.
0: Yeah, I know. That's really... It's so I have a bunch of CDs or are wrapped still. Garth Brooks and yeah. Reba McIntyre. <laughs> uh, I got some wrapped uh, CDs. You do? Yeah, I haven't talked about a package yet. They're wrapped, no, uh, no, no. Garth Brooks, Reba McIntyre.
1: No! <laughs> so our opponents here are jobbers Adam Groom and Butch Long are
0: facing him Todd's like you know those chairs JR? M- yeah Mabel couldn't <laughs> fit in them he yeah. sat behind the teacher's desk yeah like the, no he's talking about like children's desk
1: chairs you yeah. know the ones that are like connected to the chair yeah but now, he's why? like you couldn't
0: fit in them it's stupid and then so Mabel hits some Enziguri. Yeah, that was impressive. Yeah. Jobber's dressed like Kevin Nash. He is. Like Big Daddy Cool style. I personally, I commented this during this. Mo is like literally one of the least interesting wrestlers I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, he's terrible. Although, I will say, he does have a little charisma here because he's a bit dancey while he's wrestling. Still. Yeah, he know, But nobody remembers... Like who the fuck remembers Mo? No one cares about Mo. He's terrible. He he didn't have the staying power of Mabel as Viscera. <laughs> no, at
0: least Mabel had something. Yeah, I Big mean. Daddy
1: V and Big Daddy Five, whatever you <laughs> want to call him.
0: JR doesn't know what Whoop There it is whoop there it is means. Todd whoop. says
1: JR has less soul than Michael J. Fox. I don't get that joke. I don't get it at all. Um Men on Mission finishes off groom <laughs> with uh, a finisher where Mo pushes <laughs> Mabel like his back, <laughs> and like he s- lands on the like job, and sw- Mabel- squashes Mabel, Yeah, it's weird. From the top rope, he does this. And they wrap they, they celebrate. Wrap, yeah. So then there's this weird, like I I said, cartoon style. It's not exactly a cartoon, but it's almost like a Saturday morning way of hyping Backlund versus Bulldog next week on Action. Yeah, it's zone. weird. Yeah, it's a really weird like pipe video it's stupid then we get that fucking milky way with commercial the sugar gang.
0: leaking out of it and um, then the this is suffer new york yeah a high pr- school gym they're proud to be hosting the wbf in their high school gym yeah there's some kind of lumberjack match <laughs> i don't remember exactly proceeds go to like the computer <laughs> yeah, yeah. science league <laughs> yeah they're math leeks or so. yeah math league yeah. that's what it was yeah and then what the fuck uh, this was the TKR bizarre. video telephone, Quinn? There was a, there was a,
1: like, a ad where this little girl's talking to her dad, like, on a computer from, like, the mid-90s. Yeah. But, like, it's, like, her dad, like, in a full motion video video, but it's not. It's, like, a regular video that they superimpose yeah. in, like, the full motion, like, size. <laughs> from like the Sega, Sega CD, CD size yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really weird and it just says like TRK video telephone or something and that's it and like, I've never heard of it yeah, I've my never life. heard of it in my life either update on Strongbow who cares his condition next week we have to wait till next week on gives that. a shit Raven <laughs> Clark versus Bob Backlund is next you know thrilling match um uh, during the match though they re- they um they mentioned that the hotline will reveal mysterious background of Hakushi for only eighty nine
0: a minute. That's too much money to yeah, pay. That's too much money even <laughs> back then. <to> yeah. Pay. <laughs> what does JR say? Backlund is as goofy as a pet coon. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Why is Backlund hype? On the action zone, yeah, I asked. I don't know yeah. why there's so much Backlund going on. Yeah,
1: Danny Davis is the ref. Yeah,
0: you know, I thought that was interesting actually. Danny Davis I mean, he was there throughout ninety five, but yeah. it's we're getting close to the end of Danny Davis. So at yeah. this point, I finish my fat night and I'll <laughs> yeah. I take over the notes again. Yeah. And I have that <laughs> Backlund beats Raven Clark with the crossface chicken wing, and then we go to a recap from Superstars of the Heartbreak Hotel yeah sean michaels is with a diesel cutout get it ha 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 oh my god this was so stupid
1: i i hate the heartbreak hotel i always felt it makes sean look dumb and the set is terrible it is it's not good I, I i'm glad that didn't like carry over into 1995 too much
0: no it didn't really like, it just kind of disappeared after he, he turned face right after he turned face yeah. Yep. he keeps name dropping pamela anderson
1: yeah, he's acting like if, like, he has Pamela Anderson, that that's going to be the deciding factor. Like, Sean, I'm sorry to say, but we're getting to the era where the celebrities don't matter. If we want to yeah, refer back
0: to the... It's true. Yeah. Um. So Sean knocks over the diesel cutout and then makes an Urkel joke. Yeah, he's falling and he can't get up. Really hilarious, <laughs> yeah. Sean. I-
1: and at this point, I- I'm like... I hate this show. Yeah, it's, at this point, it's, I couldn't wait for it to end. Yeah, it's, it gets pretty bad.
0: So there's a 90s mom with a Dawn soap commercial and then, followed, Right by a cascade commercial with another 90s mom with another 90s. Yeah, like, was dishes a big deal in the 90s? Like, it I don't remember se- this. It seemingly, was a big problem. Do people have a hard time keeping their dishes clean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so terrible. then we get a commercial. It starts with, Where were you when your cold pill quit?
1: Where were you when your cold pill quit?
0: Effect Deck 24. 24. Like, what
1: the fuck that is that? That doesn't sound good. That sounds like a test product. Epideck F- F- twenty four. Yeah, what the
0: fuck? Then there's a commercial like reporters carry snickers. What <laughs> <Yeah>. was
1: that? <laughs> there's a reporter and he's like getting his job like like a newspaper reporter, not like television reporter. <laughs> like, and he's able to do his job because of Snickers.
0: Then I I need you to explain this. <laughs> oh, next this one is point. great. Please.
1: So there's like Big Daddy Cool is like like confronted about something in some kind of office, but it's not revealed as Big Daddy Cool at first. Right. And he's like, I don't want pay for this or something. <laughs> uh it's personal. It's personal. So he walks out with his like music Box or something like his guitar case. I uh, you <laughs> yeah, remember that? It's a guitar case. It's a guitar case, and then he. T- it looks like maybe there's a gun in there or something because yeah. it was like a mob boss or and something. Then he walks
0: into a classroom. He
1: walks into a classroom with children, and a girl like he opens it up and it's got Big Daddy cool pictures, <laughs> like autograph style pictures and pens in it. And the girl like it's like thank you, Big Daddy, and she hands him money, and he's like I oh, don't take money for this. And they're
0: like the World Wrestling Federation our athletes still care about their fans.
1: <laughs> and right after they, the yeah, after, and By the way, just a, an aside to that on yeah. my part, I didn't put this in the notes, but why the fuck is the WWF not accepting money for autographs in 95 when they're at their <laughs> lowest of lows needing money? Not only
0: that, if they care about their fans, why are they putting this show on the air? Yeah, why do they gotta brag <laughs> that they don't take money for autographs? They should've. Maybe we would've had better wrestlers. <laughs> yeah,
1: and also Todd and JR when they come back from this, it, like, that that's what it's all about, right there. Like they're so like proud. It's it's almost like yeah, fuck you, WCW. We bet you asked for audio. Like that's what it, that's what it came off
0: to And me. the NFL. problem. Yeah. Oh, MLB was still on strike. That's another thing. Maybe I don't know. J- J- yeah, Jr. mentions. Russell Mania eleven. <laughs> yeah, he actually says that, I don't know that Russell Crowe Mania. Maybe it's I Russell know. Mania, that dog movie
1: <laughs> where like Johnny Nitro, like Russell Johnny Madness. Mundo, like goes for like the, the high five to the dog and <laughs> he like combs his hair instead.
0: That's like one of the best gifts ever. Look that up. So Man Mountain Rock plays guitar, we go to commercial. Quinn, your dad liked Man Mountain Rock? My dad was a big Man Mountain
1: Rock fan. He got a real big kick about him playing heavy metal in the middle of the ring before his entrance. So
0: that means like Man Mountain Rock had like at least he had one, dad appeal. at least one fan. Yeah. <laughs> we cut commercial again. The, the commercials are better than the show. They really are. Um... <laughs> this is specific, this commercial, Quinn. It's <laughs> very is
1: specific. It's for Mortal Kombat 2, but on PC CD ROM. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck played Mortal Kombat on their PC? <laughs> It does say "N" for Super Nintendo. I know, Genesis, but it's the, but, it's the yeah.
0: commercial is specifically for the PC yeah. version. Then we get NBA Jam Tournament Edition promo.
1: That was pretty hype, actually. That I game that. was yeah.
0: exciting, and it was also like a hundred and twenty dollars or whatever. Yeah, it was expensive. We come back, and Man Mountain Rock is still in the fucking ring, finishing yeah. his song, and he's fighting Reno Riggins. Yeah, we remember this guy from a couple.
1: You know, he's, he's a regular old jobber from, like, the early 90s,
0: even. Yeah, and you know what sucks about Man Mountain Rock? I actually really like him as Max Payne in WCW. He's a good wrestler, but they just didn't know what to do with him. He looks ridiculous. They mentioned that
1: he was, like, a NCAA champion he or something. He was good, yeah, yeah, and
0: he's a good pro wrestler, but yeah. he looks stupid. He's got the dumb tie-dye. He yeah. just looks, like, dumb.
1: Yeah, I, I like in the notes you put rock wins with jackhammer, but I thought for a second it was the rock, but it's man mountain man rock. Man mountain rock. Uh, not that rock. And then he plays
0: the guitar more.
1: Yeah, like an old man hands him the guitar, too. <laughs> <Did> <laughs> yeah, you I know.
0: That? Yeah, I love this. Todd asks JR what his favorite song is, and JR says, The Eagles.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, and and like Todd mocks him more yeah. after that. JR,
0: what's your favorite song? The Eagles. Yeah. <laughs> M&M's commercial, who cares? Yep. We were literally dying for this show to end at this I point. I had to take a dump, honestly. <laughs> like, I'm
1: serious. Like, I was like, can we get through this? Yeah. I asked you, actually, I remember I initially asked you if we could pause, and you're like, I don't want to. <laughs> I just I want to get it done. <laughs> yeah.
0: The Blue Brothers with Uncle Zeb, Zeb Coulter, yeah. versus Bill Weaver and <laughs> Sean
1: Dakota?
0: Terrible. And then, like, JR calls Bob Backlund the Newt Gingrich. He
1: keeps, he keeps saying that, too. It's not just once. He's, like, very big on this Newt Gingrich thing. I guess the Clinton thing was
0: going on then. Yeah. And so they zoom in on a cowboy really happy about <laughs> yeah. the Blue Brothers. Yeah, like an old cowboy in glasses. JR can't even tell them apart. Like, no, he's like, I don't know which one
1: that is, Todd. At this point, I say to you, I think this is the worst show we've had reviewed so
0: far. It's making me have to take a poop. <laughs> so I'm just like, fuck this. <laughs> Blue Brothers win after like nine hours of no one caring. It's like this. a
1: five minute match in this all. It's too long. Yeah, it's way too long.
0: It's like you know how like when Saturday Night's main event was really bad. Sometimes, like, yeah, there were some bad episodes, and the last match. Yeah. Would be like no one... This was like that. Like, no one cared. The, tur- the till curfew match, basically. Basically. Yeah. So, Blue Brothers win. Spine Buster and with Splash. Kind of a cool finisher. Bob yeah. Backlund rambles about nothing. <laughs> and the show goes off the air. Thank God. It, the YouTube clip actually gets cut off, too. And I was happy. <laughs> I'm glad it got cut off, because I really had to run upstairs. Folks, <laughs> anything you hear about 95 sucking is true. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, think I a lot lived of, through this, and so did you. I think a lot of
1: people like to wax fondly about 1995 because they think, like, oh, it was, like, an innocent time, and ha-ha, so funny, it was bad. It's hard it's to not, watch. It's not ha-ha funny, it's... I have to
0: take a shit, this is so bad funny. Like it's I'm literally fast forwarding YouTube clips. Yeah. And the Blue Brothers match is still on. That's yeah. how bad this is. Yeah. Do not watch this by any means. Do not do it. This is minus five stars. This is minus every star in the universe and the, the galaxy, galaxy in the multiverse. In the centerverse. I don't know. And <laughs> this sucks. ultraverse. This is worse than I remember ninety five being
1: as a kid. I was very bored. And I know we don't like to complain a lot in our reviews no we don't but But this this was was bad okay i was looking for the good yes i went into this show sure and i really wanted it to like be like oh haha like it'd be fun and
0: stuff like there'd be right
1: i just found myself
0: bored this yeah it was very boring yeah the commentary team is really strange jr is good it's weird dynamic the crowd blows ass (laughs) the crowd is like it's definitely like the sixth hour of taping oh god it's just (laughs) awful yeah 95 gets a bad rap, and deservedly so. Yeah, this was brutal. But you know what wasn't brutal, Quinn, if we're going to be honest here? talking retro wrestling with you. This has been a great time, I would say. I think this, say. this show was an instant classic. I, th- <laughs> I think this was an instant classic. And folks, we want to continue to make instant classics. So why don't you tweet at us? Let us know if there's anything you want us to talk about. We will do it. I Review promise you we will. Review us on iTunes. Really, that would really help us out. And you give us four stars, five stars. Through. Just give us... The reviews. Yeah, give us an honest review. Give us an honest review. We like the feedback. We also post on Reddit. We get our links on Reddit. Yeah. I actually post on Scott Keith's blog of doom as OVP podcast. You'll see me on there. Joe Joe Man's that If you want to talk to me on there, I am there. Folks, we will see you next week, January 23rd. And after that, Scott Keith will be with us. Have a great rest of your Monday. Enjoy whatever you do. And we will see you next week. See ya. See ya. I don't want your money. This one's personal. will care about their fans. Will you. you stop?